Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most, Phil Better, the podcast mogul, the guy who wants to help you learn about podcasting. Today, I'm very happy to have Christine Hansen from Christine Means Business on the show today, and she's going to tell us all about her journey in the digital world and becoming a digital entrepreneur. Christine, thank you so much for being a guest and welcome. Well, hello, Phil. I'm absolutely honored to be there. Excited to see where this is going to go. Awesome. Um, so we had a quick chat uh, like last week about uh, your journey and that getting you ready for the show. And I'm, I was just blown away by everything that you've done. So <laughs> really happy to have you on the show. And so I want to just start off. How about you do a quick introduction to my audience and let them know a bit about yourself? Absolutely. Well, um, as for many, I think I don't really have a straightforward story in terms of that. I knew that I wanted to become an entrepreneur from an early start. I really had no idea. Part of it, and I always have to explain this because I think it's really important, is that in Luxembourg, where I'm from, entrepreneur doesn't mean what it means in English, like an, a small business creator or creator or, you know, it's not. It's a, more of a project developer in the building industry. So building malls, building highways, building football stadiums, building multiple houses, you know, that's what we call an entrepreneur. And so uh, for the longest time, I didn't even know what we'd, what entrepreneurship really is. I did study English literature in the UK, but, you know, Shakespeare didn't really talk about. Tony no, he, he left that. that out. He left that out. He left that out. So there was a lot of things that I didn't quite know, the same as mindset. I had no clue. And so I come from an academic family, academic background. I did my university degrees and then I did an academic career as well until I had my daughter. And I'm not a, a born mother. I don't like children per se. And so <laughs> when I had her, I really wanted to prepare myself, especially in the sleeping department. I wanted to have a baby that sleeps. And so I stumbled on baby sleep. And one day after she was born, a great sleeper, I received a newsletter which led to a page which now I know was a very persuasive sales page with all the persuasion elements in there um, that they were taking on applications, of course, um, for certifying sleep consultants. And I looked at that page and it drew the perfect picture of independent lifestyle. They had calculations of the insane amount of money you could do um, they, they said all the right things. Like it was a great page. And for me, I was suddenly, oh my God, this exists. Like you, I had never considered building a life that way. But once I had the image in my head, I knew I can never go back. And so I started my first company, Sleep Like a Baby, really figured out I don't like babies. So after a year, I stopped and I pivoted to working with adults and sleep because sleep I realized is a great niche. So I founded Sleep Like a Boss. It took me around a year, year and a half to really develop my own methodology because there was so much missing. Built that company and realized again, I love building businesses. I don't necessarily am that interested in the whole health aspect. It's just not necessarily my world. So I franchised it out. This year, we onboarded a new CEO. One of my team members is now the CEO. 
And I focus on Christine Means Business, where I help and consult and coach people who want to grow or start a business online. So if someone asks me, is this what you'll be doing forever? Definitely not. I consider myself a serialpreneur. I will always have projects. I also have a business tripper community where I travel with entrepreneurs. And I think I will always have different projects. It's just my nature. So yeah, but during those it's been nearly a decade. During those years, a lot has changed. A lot of things have, how shall I say, proven themselves. A lot of things have not. Mm-hmm. And it's really the more experience you have, the more you see how you work, how other people work, um, the more I filtered it down to the essentials, but really learned to adapt things to my clients and help them understand how they can adapt them to who they actually are. I love that. And you are technically following the uh, the definition of entrepreneurship from Luxembourg because you are building businesses. So that, that is people... true. It's, so you kind of fit that Luxembourg weird, definition. If I tell someone here I'm an entrepreneur, they have no idea what I mean because they know that I don't have anything to do with, with <laughs> cranes or with, you know, <laughs> like building substances. And they're like, what do you mean? That is not a profession, you know? So I have to explain, have small businesses. It's not, it's not a thing here at all. (laughs) I have a few friends from Luxembourg and they, they mentioned that like entrepreneurship isn't the same thing that you're doing, Phil, you're not building businesses. So, but what, what made that spark? Like you, you said that you've always wanted to go into entrepreneurship, but not the necessarily the style that is in Luxembourg. What made you decide, you know what, I, I want to like, yeah, you talked about that sales page, which mm-hmm. is so important that entrepreneurs sometimes don't find out about until it's like, sometimes like years now, later, like, wait, I need a sales page. What is this? It's so funny when I look at it now, like now I know that it's a sales page, right? But at the time I just, Oh my God. I was so new. It, it was, it, it was like, this is, this is telling me what I want. Yes. This is yes. exactly it. I've, I've fallen down those rabbit holes as well. And you're like, this is going to save me a whole bunch of problems or exactly. solve all my things. I mean, yeah. After a while, when you created your own, when you work with copywriters, you see right through it, right? Mm-hmm. You see, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. This is aerialistic. This cannot work. This testimonial has been tweaked or taken out of context, you know? experience but in the beginning it's kind of part of the journey that you leave some money on the table because you know you were convinced by something that was maybe too good to be true let's put it that way hopefully not but Mm -hmm. it just is a reality but I think for me it really it showed me what is possible um and then you see people do it you know I think then you dive into that community and you see people doing it and I think that's what what changed. I mean, I immediately when I started looking into it, I was quite lucky. I stumbled upon Skillshare, I think, and I saw a masterclass by Seth Godin, Ooh. guru in marketing. And everything is said. I was like, this is so interesting. And I'm still, marketing is something I love doing. I love picking it apart. I love looking at things and analyze them really quickly. Um, and it's just a world that I was much more passionate about than what I was doing on the daily. Not that it was making me miserable, but there was no comparison in the enthusiasm that I felt. And the other thing that I really enjoyed was that you are the only person you need to bank on. You know, if things go wrong, it's 
you. You have no one else to blame or to support or cherish on than yourself. That's also a concept that I really liked because I would say I'm the best boss I ever had, you know, so... (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm still early in my entrepreneur journey, uh, but it is like you said, you are your best boss, boss because you know exactly what motivates you. You know exactly what will push you to the next level. You have all the keys to your kingdom, yeah. and so when you're your own boss, you know how to motivate you as an employee, but also how mm-hmm. to get the best out of you. So yes, I fully agree. When you're an entrepreneur, you are the best and worst boss. And the worst, be. exactly. Yeah. Um, I want to go back, like. What was it that sparked your why? Like, why did you want to be an entrepreneur? Like you said earlier that you wanted to, you've always had that dream, but what was it that like cemented like, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be my own boss. I'm going to say what a lot of people don't say or say is not the right motivation, but it was money. It wasn't making this world a better place. And I'm very, very honest about it. It was money. I saw that I could make a lot more And I had a good job, but I was like, the sky is the limit. That's what I want. Um, I've always enjoyed a luxury lifestyle. Um, I've always enjoyed having those goals. I always enjoyed spending a lot of money on different things, like not frivolous things necessarily, but also philanthropy. A lot of projects where I do want to make an impact, but you can mainly do it with money rather than Mm -hmm. just like your time, for example. But that was my motivator number one. And when people say, it shouldn't be, it's not going to motivate you enough, I say, bullshit. It absolutely can. And we shouldn't be ashamed to say that, you know. So <laughs> there's my answer for you. I, I'm, I agree with you because with money, can, you can buy your time. And then with that time, you can invest it to get better. So money will lead you into uh, your freedom. It, it buys your freedom in essence because you get you end up starting to accumulate time, which is way more valuable than money in the long run. But because we only have a finite amount of time on this planet, so money can buy that freedom so that you're not beholden to anybody else. You're just building your freedom and do what you want. Like you said, give it to philanthropy because if you give your time to it, there's only so much you can do. But if you give them that extra money, they can hire 5, 10, 15 people that probably can do a better job than you can. Exactly. And sometimes you can only like talk about corruption, but sometimes you can use it for the good, which is why I'm always saying money is not negative nor positive. It's really the steward of money that decides what it is going to do. So in the end, you know, I don't think it defines a character. I don't think you will automatically become a horrible, shallow person. I honestly don't think that's true at all. Um, and But it did hold me back subconsciously for a while and I think it does a lot of people a lot of people believe those have those beliefs money blocks and so forth that will keep hold them back but once you overcome that and you trust yourself as well it's fun it's a lot of fun yeah because you get to have those experiences that you didn't have when you didn't have the money you you get to travel you get to see things Mm -hmm. get access to a world that the everyday people don't have access to because you have these freedoms like I know one of my my clients, he uh, he gets to go on a yacht. He lives in Australia, so it, it's obviously a little easier for him to jump onto a yacht since he's surrounded by water. But yes. Like in the middle of the week, I'm working on his podcast and he's out on the on a yacht having a fun yes. time with his wife and friends. And I'm like, that's going to be me soon. Exactly. You know, it, exactly. it helps you promote yourself or, or push yourself forward. Exactly. And it's about 
when you see those images to catch yourself, what are you feeling? Are you feeling jealousy or do you feel, or do you transform it into that's going to be me next? You know, if they can do it, I can do it. It's also about legacy. I feel I've grown up with a huge value of legacy from my family. It's always been, you need to watch out for your family. We have a huge family company that's making, that's, you know, impacting generations. And so for me, it was always also clear for my little one that I leave her a legacy, which is first of all, my actions. Yes. But also a financial one. You know, I know that I'll be more peaceful whenever I leave that knowing that she's taken care of. So that's also something that I want to do, but not in a way that I have to suffer in my life in order to achieve that. Like if I can do it with joy and enthusiasm, perfect. Oh yeah. Legacy is another huge thing for, for people that when you're, when you're in the nine to five grind, you forget about your legacy because it's yeah. the same thing all the time. But when you start going into the entrepreneurship, you start thinking about like, what do I want to leave the, the, the future, the future generations? Do I want to leave them smarter, better, richer? How can I help them exactly. go to the future? I, I don't have any kids yet, so I don't have the legacy for my kids, but I do have a nephew and I'm like, I want to take care of my nephew. Yeah. I want to make sure that he's taken care of. I know my sister and my brother-in-law will be doing sure, that. But I mean, it's, if I can help, you know, why not? <laughs> exactly. I, I totally agree. And even ideas that you developed, I mean, sleeper boss, we truly have a grand breaking methodology, even though I'm not going to lead the company into the future. I always know that I was the first one to put it all together, you know, so, and I know that it's grow, going to continue to grow into something really amazing with our new CEO. So that's exciting to me. And I'm like, girl, you made an impact on this world. Like if I have to leave tomorrow for whatever reason, you know, then I'm fine with that. <laughs> no, and it's true. You do have that legacy. You have the sleep like a boss. You trust the person who's growing it. You're still connected to that organization and you're like, I still have this. It's it's like you're another child. Exactly. I, I, it's I definitely view, a biz babe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a biz babe. Yes. I, oh, I'm coining that. This is the episode name. Biz babe. <laughs> love it. I love it. Um, I do want to know, like, in your journey, you you let's talk about like sleep like a boss since that was your first child, the first babe biz babe that you had, and then you have this new one, Christine. Uh, wait, Christine means business. Um. What were some of what was a tip that you got that you would love to share about starting your first business as an entrepreneur? I don't know if I got tips or maybe I got okay, a lot here, of maybe cautionary maybe warnings like <laughs> that were okay, true. Cautionary though. warning, as in you know, it's going to take three years, and I did say never. I can do this easy peasy. I'm very smart. I have the resources and. No, it did take me three years. <laughs> so I think there's not to say that it needs to take you three years at all. I do think you can collapse time, but I think this is something that I want to share that recently a coach made me understand better. And it's the concept of momentum, especially for beginners. You can collapse time by working with an expert who's done it for you, you know, who's done it, who knows the blind spot, who is smarter in terms of not IQ, but in terms of experience, you know, just this is working, this is not going to work. I've seen this so many times, all this works for those people, but it doesn't necessarily work for your personality type. So I do think you can collapse time. However, whatever you do, it 
success is always a question of momentum, meaning that a lot of momentum equals success. And momentum is always happening in increments. And the first increments are always small. And so you need to collect them for them to grow and to gain on mass and to then have a true impact and have that success that you want. Now, you can collapse time, as I said, but however you turn and twist and spin it, it is going to take time. There's no way around it. Yes, when you have the resources, you can use ads, you can control it a little bit, but no matter what you do, you are being born first. Like you're born in internet land, online, or brick and mortar, doesn't matter, and then you need to grow. It's just, it's physical. It's like, it's physics. It's like you can't cheat it around. However great your mindset is, you can accelerate it, but you cannot circumvent it altogether. I think that's where a lot of people start to lose faith, you know, that time that it takes, the mini increments that you don't even see because you project yourself into the momentum already and you then you overlook the small wins and it gets very frustrating and exhausting. And I see that a lot of people then stop when the next success was just around the corner. So I think that's a tip where I would probably say, make sure you stop, maybe have someone on your side that will help you to see the small wins, the small increments so that you keep them in your eye line, so to say, so that you don't give up when just a little bit more resilience would have brought you to where you wanted to go. I love that. That's a great tip thinking about the momentum, but also remember the small wins. Cause I think a lot of entrepreneurs forget about those small wins because it's like, oh, it's not that big win that they saw X, Y, Z have that they're following, but that person has been doing it for so long. So their wins are compounded over, over time. Like exactly. Albert Einstein, comp uh, com compounding is the biggest, uh, it's the ninth wonder of the world or the eighth wonder of the world. Exactly. And it's really what I mean in, in practical terms. It's, the one Instagram follower you get, even if it's just one a week, it's one person a week, it's great, you know, or group programs where people are in groups themselves with hundreds of people. So they expect the same, but the norm is try it with five people first, you know, like mm -hmm. it's, it's just this, I feel we're very disconnected with how you grow you know, with what you want to do first and that you can't necessarily always skip steps. It's very difficult to do. So that's always also one. The other one would be be cautious when you read testimonials. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it so many times where there was, you know, either years of experience and not just that one program that got that result of that testimonials. Or I was in a group recently where, it was about a very famous person who has a course about creating your own course with a private Facebook group. And so I was in there to stalk and to see, you know, what do people ask? What are their questions? And just like recon a little bit. And one you're person- doing market research. You're doing market research. It was research. market research. Let's call it that. <laughs> and, um, you know, I could see how overwhelmed a lot of people were because you had like hairdressers or quilters or painters or, you know, jewelry designers. 
And they had a skill, but not an online digital marketing skill, right? So everything was new, an opt-in, a CTA, a freebie, an email sequence. It was very overwhelming for most of them. So the chapter, one of the chapters was creating an opt-in and an email sequence. And so <laughs> you could see all these people creating and it's like, why is no one signing up? Of course, no one is signing us because nobody knows you exist. But then you have one person, I just created it and I had 700 signups last week. And everyone is like, what, what email software did you use? Can I have a look at your freebie? And then I read through the comments because I was like, that's not possible. And then it turns out that that person already had a YouTube channel with tens of thousands of followers. So she didn't just create it and present it to the void, but there was already a critical mass there. And that's where I can absolutely bet that that screenshot will have been taken and will be in the next round as a testimonial. So that's just to say, you know, these things never happen from a void to just one cause. Super rarely. It can happen. But I just want to put it out there because it can be very traumatic, you know, because all these people were so convinced this can happen in this short amount of time. And they were heartbroken when it didn't and totally disillusioned. So that's one really one huge, huge word of caution. And if you have a doubt, reach out to the people and ask them about the testimonial. Hey, I read your testimonial. Would you still recommend it? Because sometimes those testimonials are years and years old and things have changed or they had the same cause when it launched the first time for like 200 bucks and now it's 2000, you know? So maybe they say two for 200, it's great, but for 2000, I probably wouldn't purchase it again. So that is really where I'm very, I don't know, maybe strict in terms of, you know, saying how it is, but unfortunately that is the world in the online space. Yeah. It's, it's where we're still living with this trust issue because the testimonials do give trust, but they also can give false trust to, uh, mm -hmm. to people. And you have to watch out for that. And I'm glad you're saying, watch out for the mis some, not necessarily the misrepresentation in the testimonials, but the min sometimes mis misaligning yes, the testimonials that, uh, <laughs> yes. that may not still be in a line with what's going yeah. on in the current world. Um, and I'm glad that you brought that up. That's an amazing tip because just like you said, like when you did your first, when you fell onto your first landing page, the testimonials may have sold you on it, but it may not be necessarily true anymore with those exactly. same testimonials. So it's always very interesting to hear that. And it's, it's true. You always, when you're, when you do start moving on in the business world, keeping updating your testimonials as you grow, that can help you keep fresh and you're not misaligning yourself with other mm -hmm. people, trying to con people uh, yes. into still believing that your $200 program five years ago is worth the $2,000 that it is now. Exactly. Unless you really added something fantastic. But if it's not, very often what I see is actually that people take things away and make it more expensive because yes, they have more experience. But yeah, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different episode yes. on the show. <laughs> um, with your business now, uh, Christine Means Business, what are some of the goals that you have for this business like what are something like in the sh like let's say in the next three years we're not going to go further oh. than three years what are some things that you would love to be able to accomplish with this business I love this business which is a first important thing like it was really born because I was so excited and I love what I do because you know it's very 
in French we say flu. It's not, it doesn't have defined walls. It's like a wobbly, beautiful kind of non-wally thing. I don't know. It's a Jenga game 13, 13 games later where it's like there's just that one thing at the bottom and it's built all up. It's It could fall at any moment, but it's just flowing beautifully kind of it's thing. It's just a, a thing. So I think the beauty about it is that I've completely let go of concrete wishes necessarily, you know. So I know that I, what I want to achieve is different projects that light me up, that make me a lot of money in a way that I can live exactly the way I want to. How I do that is through, well, first of all, helping business owners, right? Like it's really a passion of mine because I'm very good at it in terms of working with someone and immediately seeing this is actually not you. This is can work, but not necessarily for you. This is a huge structure that structure mistake or not a mistake, but maybe not optimal for the business model that you have. Your pricing strategy doesn't make quite sense. So I love the strategy. And then I also really, really love personal development, which you have to do in an entrepreneurial journey with my clients. So that is just exciting to me. And I dare I say it's fairly easy to me. It's always been, you know, I've always been great at connecting and seeing things very quickly with the right people, not everyone, but when we click and then with my clients, I usually do. So that is one thing. The other thing is my project, which is the business trippers, which is not necessarily for beginners in entrepreneurship, but eventually it's going to be, it can't this year maybe, but it's going to grow into traveling entrepreneurs, traveling amongst each other, traveling the world in beautiful five style kind of retreat style not retreats I wanted more say experiences so we have Bali in July next year Namibia and throughout the year there's going to be mini retreats throughout Europe for entrepreneurs only so it's you have the travel spirit with the group travel spirit but for entrepreneurs which means that you have the perfect people to experience these things with which is just going to be phenomenal for growth for perspective for all of these things so that's a beautiful project so the goal eventually is that that is going to be my main way of income traveling the world this way <laughs> curating my business trippers and helping people you know who are already have a successful company but maybe fallen out of love of it, love with it to gain perspective again and see what they want to let go of what they want to develop or what they want to change and then lastly, I have no idea. There's this huge gap that I don't know what it is yet. I know it's going to come when time is right. Um, I don't see myself doing one-on-one -on -one coaching forever. Mm -hmm. um, this, but I do think, I don't know. I think it will be very much on the perfect, perfect fit kind of basis. But there's something in the middle towards that in the meantime i've written my book women business which is for beginners it's perfect so it's a great start and i think i'll probably develop more things like that in the future right now i don't have the energy for it and i don't feel like it but something's there that i haven't quite figured out yet i, I so first of all i love the idea of this group entrepreneur trips that not only you can learn about your business or you learn to fall back in love with your business, but you also get these amazing uh, business connections and also get to experience these wonders around the world, like going to yes. Bali, going to Namibia. And I think that will help re 
revitalize people's love for going back in the business because a lot of entrepreneurs just die straight in they just live their business 24 7 like we were talking before where how tuesdays and wednesdays are my day i record episodes and you're like wow that's a lot um, <laughs> and i think I, I, yeah, it is a lot and it's not sustainable over a long period of time uh but I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they, they dive so deep into their business and they're so enveloped into their business. They forget to take that though at that time to step back and enjoy yeah. the world. And have nobody quack into it, you know, like, especially if you grow and scale a business, you will have, you will be the CEO, hopefully, hmm. but you will have a CFO, you will have a COO, you will have a financial advisor, you know, you'll have your affiliate person, your marketing person. And you have all these voices. And so these trips are really to pull you away from your team, to also pull you away from your family and to really have you focus on yourself and to really figure out what it is that you actually want to rediscover that. Because we all start with a very clear idea, but it changes. Of course it changes. Sometimes we outgrow our business. Personally, we start to let's say a lot of us start working with other people in the beginning of their business, but maybe at some point you're not interested in beginners anymore. Not that there's anything wrong with them, but you just want new challenges. But your business is working really, really, really well and your main audience is beginners and you feel really ungrateful leaving them behind now and saying, hey, I'm actually shifting. So that can be a typical situation where it can be phenomenal to get away for like a week and just focus on you while you are in completely new surroundings with new smells and tastes and sights and cultures. It's the perfect way of the perfect catalyst of rediscovering your true values, how they have changed, and then seeing, okay, will I burn everything down? Will I keep some stuff? You know, will I reshape it? It's exciting. No, and it, and it is. It's true. Like, um, I think there's a sign, uh, there's something that says that every seven years you're a new person because all your mm -hmm. cells have regenerated your your structure and all that. So it is true. Like you can't stay in the same space as an entrepreneur. You have to continue to grow, or else you're just going to stagnate. You're going to hate it. You're going to close down, and you're just going to be an upset person. So I think I, I'm learning that going from the nine to five to entrepreneurship, it, there's a lot of growth, and if you don't continue trying to grow, you're going to end up just stagnating and end up being upset and that you are like back in the nine to five world. So yeah, no, I, I love that. And I'm looking forward to being one of the people that join you on those trips down the road. Cause I I'm definitely going, <laughs> please do, please do. Cause I I'm looking forward to it. Cause I am planning on moving to Europe in the next couple of years. So it's going to be a little easier for me to f travel <laughs> and visit the Europe. We'll be all over the world. Like I have mm -hmm. the Chinese wall on the map. I really want to see the pyramids i want are you to doing this more for yourself like you're picking places that oh, you want to visit absolutely <laughs> absolutely like all my business models are for me for you for us but for me first <laughs> i love that um i do want to ask you about your favorite moment so far in your journey the, the moment that you just like you when you're you're having a low point or you you talk about <laughs> With your friends like someone says so what what do you love about your business and you just go to that moment and it just brings a smile to your face because either it's someone you've helped or it's something that just sparked a creativity for yourself what is it like one of your favorite moments in your journey it's not one moment it's literally pretty much every morning because i get up at 9 9 30 
I walk, I put my morning robe on and I walk down to the kitchen and I eat two fried eggs on a piece of bread with my coffee, which means it's around 10, 10 10.30 by the time I finish. And I grab another cup of coffee and I sit on my couch with my dog and start my phone in my morning robe. And I usually am in my robe until like 12. And every morning... I freaking love it because I'm not a morning person at all. And I enjoy and I'm grateful every morning that I'm able to do that, that I can take those mornings off pretty much every single day. That is the bomb. (laughs) (laughs) No, that does sound amazing. And it is a great moment (laughs) because you get to reflect on who you are. You get to help plan and connect with yourself you take that time to be in your place before you have to go into the rushing of the day and dealing with all the stressors that may come from uh, the unknown i love that that is a great moment and i don't think many people take it realize how important just taking a few hours for in the morning or throughout the day just to be yourself and take care of yourself that's awesome yeah no it's because I know that if I do too much in the morning, I'd be useless all afternoon. So instead of being miserable in the morning and useless in the afternoon, I just take my time, completely cherish it in the morning, and I'm productive, happily productive in the afternoon and early evenings. Because I often, because of the time zone um, difference, I do work a lot till like 7 p.m., sometimes 8 p.m., very rarely, but I sometimes do. So that's my joy of entrepreneurship, you know, to structure your business in a way that is my, my 40 is structuring business that are very, very simple that allow you therefore to have as much time as you can. So I have my sprints, but I have a lot of downtime too. I like that because you're, you're looking at it more as a marathon than just a sprint. You have to go fast sometimes, but mm-hmm. overall you can't sustain that speed. And I think a lot of people forget that. I can't, you know, I don't think it's every personality type, but mine is definitely hopping from flame to flame. And in between, there's a lot of just chillaxing time. (laughs) I like that. No, that kind of feels the same for me, uh, but (laughs) I don't know if I'm ready to stop jumping from flame, flame really quick. Um, Because there's just, there's so much to do, (laughs) so much to do. Um, I do want to ask you, you're, you just wrote, you're writing a book or you just wrote a book. Um, what was the process like for writing that book? Oh, I it was a very lazy process because, <laughs> you know, I love laziness um, or not working a lot. So the book is based on a podcast that I had for two years with my friend Kendra Perry. At the time, it was you based on helping health coaches with the business aspect of uh, running an online health coaching practice. And it was a lot of episodes, either us, we had 100 episodes in total, We had some small biz bomb episodes in between, and we interviewed a lot of guests too. And after two years, we decided, okay, 100 episodes, we're going to call it a wrap. But I knew that it is so good. Like the things we talked about, it's good. And I didn't want it to be lost. So what I did, because I hate writing, is I hired a ghostwriter. I hired also a publisher that I've worked with before. I published another book with them before. Um, for sleep like a boss and um it was a year-long project so I said we have a year no hustle 
And so my ghostwriter listened to the episodes and she knows me personally very well too. So all we did was we adapted the transcripts to how I speak, basically, you know. So it's mm -hmm. when you people always like now they say, I read the book and it's I can hear you speaking. It's very much me. And then obviously the chapters from the contributors or from the experts who wanted to be features in the book, they're obviously written in the tone that they speak and it's their wisdom and their knowledge. But that's how it got created. So for me, it was actually a very laid back process because we had a lot of time. I honestly didn't need to do that much because it was all done already. And we just launched it. So we launched last week and it is a number one bestseller on Amazon in three categories. And we featured in bestselling categories in six. We are on, in the top 10. Wow. So and the number one new release in business and marketing. So we did really, really well. Um, and I honestly think it's the first book I wrote. I never talk about it because I don't like it. <laughs> and I wrote it just because I was advised to do it as a lead magnet. And ugh, this one it got created because I honestly think it's the perfect book when you start out. It goes from a glossary to what all of these words mean. Like we said before, you know, a freebie, opt-in, email sequence, CTA, CTA yeah. all these things. And then it covers marketing, pricing, email, but also mindset, personal health, how you deal with trolls, um, how can you prepare for a Facebook Live, uh, all of these things that are evergreen. So I'm not going to go into an Instagram algorithm in air quotes, because I think the algorithm is just whatever XYZ things doing that morning in Instagram land. But um, anything that has been proven over time is in there. And sometimes I will also say this is the typical structure. Here are just my thoughts on it. You know, you might want to be aware of certain things. Um, so, and it's very much me. So some things I am doing differently than the norm, let's put it that way, which I love, might change again, but at the moment, this is exactly, I, I'm really happy with it. So I don't think I would change a lot about it. But that's, I think that's also why it did so well, because I had so many different people read it. I had the CEO of Flowdesk. Flowdesk is a great email marketing mm -hmm. software. Read it. They wrote an endorsement. I have uh, a doctor of marketing at the most prestigious university in Paris, read it and write an endorsement. So it's really, it makes sense on a lot of different channels. And I'm very excited to see what will happen to it in a way because I'm curious, not because I expect it, but I know how good it is and I know that it has a purpose, you know. So I'm, I don't know how, but I'm trusting the universe, however it chooses to give something to this book on top of what it already is so we'll see well already what it's accomplished that's that's amazing <laughs> within a launching within a week and you're already top uh, bestseller in three categories and in the bestseller categories of six other that that is impressive like just that alone it was wow. a good launch <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it sounds like it was nearly a perfect launch um i don't know how perfect uh, more perfect you can get but of course, seeing what can come of it because it's still so very it's brand new. So where where it goes from here is unknown, and it's definitely going to go keep going up. Um, but we it does talking about books. It does bring me to my kind of like final question before we end the episode. Mm -hmm. Apart from your books or your book, uh, since you don't really want to count your first book, <laughs> yeah. um, what is a book that you would suggest? 
to entrepreneurs, either they're starting out, it can be for them starting out or they're further in their career as an entrepreneur that you would suggest that they read? It's difficult to pick one. Um, For beginners, I would, it's not a marketing book. It's by Dr. Joe Dispenza, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. The most important book. I read in my career for sure. It opened me up to the world of quantum physics and made me understand all the spiritual aspects in this world that are now my new normal that I just didn't understand before. I knew that it was everywhere in entrepreneurship world, but I didn't understand why. This book in a very scientific way explained it that I understood and it changed my life. Another one that I think is often overlooked, which is rather for people who've maybe been in business for a couple of years and are stuck, is Tapping Into Wealth by Margaret Lynch. It's very much about money mindset. Um, But I feel that it's the stumbling block most entrepreneurs have after two years. So Tapping Into Wealth is the, the other one that I would highly recommend. And I'm definitely going to be picking up both of those books. Um, <laughs> luckily, with my Audible uh, subscription, I can get get them next month and I can then listen. Um, but we are coming to the end. So, Christine, I'm going to jump off the screen for a couple seconds. I'm going to give you the full uh, screen. Let my audience know where they can connect with you, where they can start learning about you, and maybe start learning how to sleep like a boss and then move on to working with you. <laughs> so the floor is yours. Well, the easiest way of getting in touch with me is through my website, christinemeansbusiness.com. You can also lovingly stalk me stalk me on Instagram, which is where you'll see me more in my private environment, but also sharing business wisdoms. And that's by Christine underscore Hansen. Or just however you want to. Like, just get in touch and let me know where you heard about me. I'm very approachable, I think. <laughs> and I'd love to hear from you guys. Excellent. Christine, I want to thank you so, so much for being an amazing guest on the show and sharing your wisdom with us. Um, To my audience, all the show notes will have the links for Christine so you can connect with her, learn about her and become part of her circle if you want to. And I want to thank you all again for listening. Again, another huge thanks for Christine for taking the time to uh, be on the show. And remember, everybody, to always invest in yourself. 